You're listening to Making a Difference About Domestic Violence and Abuse with host Shereen Rice on the CWR Talk Network. Good evening. This is Shereen Rice with Making a Difference About Domestic Violence. My goal for this show is to help to educate and help in a healing journey for those that are suffering from domestic abuse. Also, to educate those that don't know anything about domestic abuse. It's so important that you learn about what domestic abuse looks like. What does abuse look like? Abuse isn't always domestic. So we're going to be talking about a lot of things tonight. I'm pre-recording tonight, so you cannot call in. Uh, if you are listening tonight and would like to get in touch with me, you can email me at shereen at gmail.com. That's S-H-A-R-E-E-N-E-C-W-R at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you, and if you have any questions, I will answer them over the radio for sure. Uh, I want to do a shout-out tonight to Trevor at ARA Studios. He's letting us use his beautiful studio again tonight. It's wonderful. Okay, my show can also be heard on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Google Play. I also have a uh, Facebook called uh, called what? Called Making a Difference About Domestic Violence. I'm also going to be starting a YouTube channel with the same title. So uh, let's make a difference. I also call that for making a difference is MAD. I sometimes say mad about domestic violence. So just wanted to share that as well. Okay. Our show is every Thursday night at 6 p.m. Pacific, 7 Mountain Time, and 8 p.m. Central. Uh, if you... Um, Want a direct link to those services that I shared with you a few minutes ago? Uh, you can go to our cwrtalknetwork.com, uh, and that's our homepage. So cwrtalknetwork.com, and click on the logo for that service. If at any time you experience a trigger by this topic, please call the national hotline. Let me give you that number, 1-800-799-SAFE or 1-800-799-7233. We're going to... Uh, Um, I'm going to go to a public service announcement. Be right back. This message is for all of you sitting in the passenger seat. And apologies if it gets a little uncomfortable, but how does it feel to be at the mercy of someone who thinks a random text is more important than your life? Someone who takes their eyes off the road while speeding along in a three-ton hunk of steel. Freaky, right? Well, why not just ask them to stop? Or better yet, volunteer to text for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Welcome back to Making a Difference About Domestic Violence and Abuse with your host, Shereen Rice, on the CWR Talk Network. I have a super important topic tonight. I know uh, my topic on the thing was kind of weird. When do I tell him or her that he's an abuser or abusive? Um, I get asked this question uh, all the time, and it's do I tell his current girlfriend or wife or whatever that he's an abuser? Well, yes. Hands down, unequivocally, yes. And you're probably asking me why, because, well, let me start with the first thing. Uh, Standing up against abuse is not easy, number one. Number two, the abusers are very formidable. They're very 
cunning. They're very crafty. They're very mean-hearted. They're very cruel individuals. And they will lash out at you if you do this. So it takes a certain type of a person to be able to stand up and say, hey, girlfriend, I want to tell you he's, he abused me. That's difficult. It's very hard. And so unless you know how to stand alone, and I pray that all of you do, you will be standing alone at this. And he will definitely, okay, so let me, let me continue though. Uh, she'll never believe you, okay, because uh, he hasn't acted that way towards her. Okay, instead of that inner speech that we all are starting to listen to, I'm, hope, I'm hoping you guys are way far ahead of me, uh, that says run, uh, she, will, she will absolutely not believe you. Okay, but tell her anyway. And you're probably going to ask me, why would I tell her if she's not going to believe me? Because don't we tell people things that they sometimes aren't going to understand or believe? I'm a teacher, so that happens to me all the time. Yes, we do. But this one ha could have a consequence. So the so how do I put this? Sorry. Um it could have a consequence from the abuser because abusers are very hateful people. And you know that, or anyone who's dealt with them knows that. So the psychology in me does this. It says, you know what? If I tell them, then at least they'll have that in the back of their mind. And they can start looking for red flags. See, this isn't about you. This is about saving someone else because you've already gone through this and no one helped you. So what are you going to do? Are you going to help them or not? Are you going to run? Don't run. Stand up and let them know that this person is abusive. Also let them know what they've done. It's, it's very scary. And it's not something that is easy. It's not easy. And just so you know, he's already groomed her. To let her know that you're crazy before you say anything to her. And why do you think he's done that? Because he needs to isolate her from you. And he does that through his flying monkeys. We discussed that last week. Look it up if you don't remember what that's about. But he would use his flying monkeys and he will groom you to let you know that she's crazy. Can I just tell you a secret? Any guy who uses the word crazy, psycho, anything like that, has a personality disorder, okay? They are an abuser 99.9% .9 of the time because why would someone use that? Normal people don't use that ever. They don't use that verbiage ever. Anyone with any kind, compassion, a, a good heart of any type won't use that verbiage. So if he says that she's crazy, he's trying to isolate you or isolate you from that person or he will absolutely, if you want to tell her that he is an abuser, he will have already told her that you're crazy. Okay. So my attitude is uh, you have no idea how crazy I can be. <laughs> There's a difference in craziness though. Seriously. There is a healthy crazy and there's a very unhealthy crazy. 
And abusers will always use it in an unhealthy manner. And it's because they have motive behind it. Their motive is to hurt you, to isolate their new victim, to hurt their victim in any way that they can. So there is a reason why you would do this. And yes, he's going to convince her that she shouldn't believe anything that you ever have to say. It doesn't matter. Stand up. It's so important to stand up. Um, I've been dealing with this one guy for several weeks. And he, I, I, I couldn't imagine him ever being as cruel as he was to me. And I mean, so cruel hearted. Uh, we were dating for a couple months and just the most loving, caring, kind, gentle, religious man. You just totally, everyone would love him. Everyone would love him. And that should have been my clue. But anyway, so uh, we broke up because he uh, he wanted to do things I wasn't going to do. And uh, I have some standards and he should have the same, but he does not. And so I, um, he kept pushing the envelope. And so I watched him and I watched his behaviors and I watched how he did things. And I realized, I said um, to him one day, um, are you being physical with other women? Because here I thought we were exclusive. Uh, and he said, or with women, I should say. Um, and he said, nothing. And I said, hmm, at least you could say that's personal. And then he said, oh, that's personal. And then um, I said, well, I mean, because you're silent, I knew what you were what you were doing. And because you said that's personal, I even know what you're doing. And then he says to me, well, your degree sure serves you well. And I said, yes, it does. But that doesn't take a whole lot of psychology when someone goes silent when you ask them a question. And so <laughs> I said to him, um, so what are you doing? And then he explained how he was, what he was doing. And I, I, I walked away and I said, oh my gosh, he's grooming women and he's perping on women because I know exactly he was doing it at dances. He's perping on women at dances. I knew that. And it, it was just the saddest thing because, you know, here I had the greatest, greatest admiration for this man, greatest admiration. And then he, after that, he did some really cruel things to me to keep me away from him. Uh, and it was, oh my gosh, I didn't think this man was even capable of these things. And he was. So uh, I let uh, bygones be bygones. I did mention to a few of my friends, hey, this guy perps on women, watch it. This is what he does. This is how he does it. And he grooms them. And you could be the next target. So this is what you need to look for. Um, and I, I told several people so that he, he was outed, okay? And he's still outed. But anyway, so um, uh, I let bygones. We got bygones. And um, it wasn't until 
last weekend. I, I'm like, how can this guy, I think he's savable. Okay, so just so you know, my uh, personal feeling is that abusers um, it cannot be cured. Uh, just basically because of what I've seen. Now, I do have other people, friends of mine, who believe that they can be. And uh, if someone realizes they have a problem, then that's a good possibility. If it's like an alcoholic, they don't always realize. And if you tell them, they'll say no, right? Okay. So uh, I was going to this one meeting, and I said, how can uh, this, I think this guy is savable. I think he can, I, I think he can change. And this friend of mine just kind of just said, well, then tell him. And I thought, you know, I never thought of that. Just tell him. Well, why not? Why not tell him? And so I did. I, I was at a meeting and he was there and I said, hey, can we talk for a minute? He said, yeah. So I said, you know, I know that you have uh, I said, do you know what I do? And he goes, what? And I said, well, you know, uh, well, no, he, he said, oh, you work with troubled youth. And I said, yeah, but what else do I do? Because I don't know. And I said, well, I work with domestic violence victims, getting my PhD in that area. And um, I am sometimes called in to observe behavioral patterns to identify different personality disorders. And, um, you know, I, I love it when people, I'm just going to step aside here a second. Here's some side talk. I love it when people say to me, um, has that narcissist been, narcissist been tested? Okay, people, wake up, smell the roses. Narcissists don't have a problem. Everybody else does. Remember that problem. So since everybody else has a problem and they don't have a problem, they're not going to be tested for the problem they don't have. So narcissism is something that is a behavioral attribute. And um, I'll go into that another time, but not right here. So anyway, so um, I, I, I said, hey, you know, I go in. I'm sometimes asked to go in and kind of vet some of these people these guys and tell them what I see, what I feel, um, what other people have uh, explained his, their behaviors to be. So, um, I, so I, I said, you know, that's what I do. And he said, and I said, you've been grooming women. And I noticed. And you've done that for your sexual appetite. And I've noticed. And I know where you perp on them, too. And um, I said, you know what? You have two uh, personality disorders from what I have observed. And this is observed through uh, talking to him at long periods of time because we did spend a lot of time together. And I said, that is narcissist and attachment disorder. And I said, this is what... um, is going through your head right now. She's crazy, and no, I'm not. If those two things did go through your mind, or even one of them, then you absolutely do have a personality disorder. You're unhealthy. Or you might not have a personality disorder, but you're definitely unhealthy. And I said, but if the thought went through your mind, you know what, I wonder why she thinks that, and I wonder if, if I can get help for that. I said, if that went through your mind, then you're definitely healthy. So, but since I don't think that went through your mind, I'm going to continue here. And I continued explaining uh, the 
things that I had seen and why I believe he is a narcissist. The things that I had seen and why I believe he had a ta- an, an attachment disorder. I didn't want to say the words sociopathic because sometimes the word sociopathic sounds really scary. And I said, so who do you think could help you? Because I could help that person help you. And he said, well, my mom and my dad and my brother, I'm really close with, and they help me with a lot of things. I said, really? So maybe I should talk to them about how I can help you. He goes, oh, 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 hold on. I want you out of my life. I said, I'm out of your life, but you're going to continue on in life, and you're going to continue hurting women. That he, This is a guy that was really cruel to me. <coughs> and I said, so I need to stop that. And I need to do that through you because I actually think you're savable. And he's looking at me like, um, what are you talking about? And I said, I don't waste my time on, on people with uh, personality disorders. And the reason why is because they can't be helped because they believe they can't be helped because they don't think they have a problem. I said, if that's gone through your mind, hey, I don't have the problem. She does. Then you definitely have the problem. And then I said, um, so after I told him that, you know, he had the problem. But anyway, so I uh, continued on. And I said, I, I described everything in detail that uh, why he has these disorders. And I told him that I felt he was savable and that I don't waste my time unless I do. And, um, I, you know, why bother? Because, I mean, seriously, narcissists, what are you going to do to help them? Nothing, because they don't have a problem. Remember, everybody else does. So, anyway, um, I continued on and started to explain everything in detail. And periodically, I would say, hey, you know what? If, uh, if you're thinking, oh, yeah, this girl's really crazy, I said, you're unhealthy. I said, do you have a therapist? He goes, no. I said, you need one. And if you'd like me to talk to him, I can. And he goes, you're scaring me. I said, I'm scaring you because you're a narcissist. And this scares narcissists. Probably scares sociopaths, but I doubt it because sociopaths aren't really bothered that much. But uh, because of this narcissistic traits that he has. So let's talk about traits. Um, and, and then it ended pretty much. He goes, yeah, well, I'll think about what you had to say. Yeah, right. Okay, so what that was was, uh, yeah, I don't believe you. You're crazy. Okay, so I'm okay with that. Why? Because I told him. I felt... I'm not going to kid you. I felt so empowered. You know what? I stood up and said, hey, this is your problem. I've seen that you have the problem. I know what your problem is. I've watched you do it. And um, I've watched you perp on other women as well. I, uh, You know, you've told me about some incidences where you perped on women. And so, anyway, it, it felt really good to stand up. I'm going to be honest with you. Standing up and telling a person perspective victim that they're going to be a victim is just as empowering and yes you're going to be hated it's okay you're going to be maligned it's okay you're going to be ridiculed it's okay have you not had that before yes you have we all have anyone who's dealt with an abuser has dealt with all of that and what is just a little bit more to try to help save someone else And like I said, she won't believe you. She's already been groomed to think you're crazy. She's already been groomed to not talk to you. She's already been groomed to believe that you were the problem. But if you can get that thought in their mind 
That's the absolute best thing that you can do. Uh, so, um, after that, um, uh, he went his way, of course, and I went mine. And I shared my experience with a friend of mine. And I told her how empowering that was. Share um, what you do because uh, that it's no secret. It's no secret that these guys are abusers, okay? Uh, let everybody know as far as I'm concerned. Let absolutely everybody know. They're, how else are we going to fight it? How, I know that you were treated, mistreated. I know you're going to be mistreated again. I know that um, he's manipulated you into not talking to anyone. I know he's threatened you. Threats are huge when it comes to that. Threats are absolutely huge. So please be careful. Um, now, uh, my ex, I told his, um, when he was my husband, I told his current, um, he's abusive. Well, okay, and then I wrote a book, and then I blogged on it, and, you know, and now I hold a domestic violence conference on it, and I write about him all the time. So, I mean, how could you not? Uh, that doesn't make them smart. They still are not that smart. Okay, so let me give you an example. Uh, that football player, Rice, when he beat the crap out of his um, girlfriend and she fell out of the fell out of the elevator, and this probably happened five or six years ago. She up and married him after that, even though he beat the crap out of her in the elevator. For what reason? I don't think anyone still knows. And she fell out because she was. I think she was knocked unconscious, but um, they still do stupid things. They marry him. Uh, that's you put it in their mind. It's okay that they marry him. You know why? Because it's their life, and most likely they've been in an abusive relationship prior to that, and maybe that's all they know. But keep this in mind: there is nothing you can do if someone wants to marry an abuser. There's nothing you can do. You can pray for them. You can say, I'm here for you if anything goes wrong. Do I agree with this? I love you. That's all that matters. I don't agree or disagree because it's not my life. People, other people's lives are not your responsibility. Yes, they may be your mother. They may be your children. They may be everything. But aunt, uncle, uncle, brothers, cousins, do what you can until you can't do anymore and then just love them. And let me tell you why. Because these people, all of us, I'm one of them, we've been so mistreated that we, we get doted on. We think, oh, my gosh, this is so wonderful. Oh, he truly cares about me. And then you find out they don't. It's sad. It's very sad. But we find that on our own. If someone cares enough, I had one friend who cared enough about another friend of ours and said, don't. Don't get involved with him. And let me tell you why. And let me show you the proof. 
try to keep as much proof as possible, text messages, anything. Because these guys, they feel that they're above the law. And, um, and she turned around and said, you know what? You saved me. Thank you so much. I, I'm not getting involved with him. And I told him to take a hike. <laughs> so perfect. Absolutely perfect. Tell them to take a hike. Uh, but she's also a healthy woman and she sees unhealthy and she recognizes it. That's our problem is we need to try to get healthy so we can recognize that inner, uh, talk. And I've talked about this before. Uh, it's called the gift of fear. And I love that book. Read that book over and over and over again. Learn the gift of fear. I'm still learning it. Um, I am not doing well on that evidently so what i'm going to do is i'm taking a break i am not dating going out anything for a while i just need a break (laughs) i need to become a little bit more healthier and i'm working on my dissertation and it's just taking too much time away from me to do that so i do have ulterior motives but As a a, a previous victim of domestic violence, as a current survivor and thriver of domestic violence, I ask that you do, you reach out, you tell the next victim she's going to be a victim. They may hate you, they may love you. That, that question is even out, out. We don't even know the answer to that one because everybody's so different. It depends on how much he's groomed you or them. Sorry. And, um, but, but stand up, let them know. I always say 100% of the time, yes, tell them, tell them he's an abuser. Tell everybody. For heaven's sake, I wrote a book on it. I want everyone to know what that looks like. What does it look like to be an abuser? I want everyone to know these people coming and going, but I'm going to tell you the best thing that you can do for yourself is read the book, Gift of Fear. And as soon as that inner voice inside of you says, get out, get out. You don't need proof. For some reason, I always need proof. I don't know why. It's bad. And I'm getting over that now. Way, way over that. Just get out and help others do the same. That's all I really wanted to talk about today. I do have several people that I'm going to be talking to in the next few weeks. Um, One's going to be on depression. One's going to be on on families uh, and losing their children. Uh, One thing I'm very pleased with um, about Utah on the children's situation is they will now only put them in a a family setting and uh, with a family member. Sorry, not a family setting, but with a, a blood relative. And um, so that's important for children in in Utah. Uh, that's not the same around the United States, and I'd like to see that change. But um, I do want to say that I will be starting a YouTube channel called Making a Difference About Domestic Violence. And I do have to tell you, I did want to call it It Sucks to Be My Ex-Husband Because I'm Empowered. Um, the worst thing I ever could do for my ex-husband is become empowered. Uh, if I if he hates anything more than anything in the world, it's that I'm empowered from him. He hates it. It's okay. 
So does his flying monkeys, and so does his current abuse victim, I'm sure. Uh, I have nothing to do with that person, but uh, my ex is, he's not just a narcissist. He's a sociopath, borderline personality. He's got it all. And so um, almost an entire cluster B, I would say he's not um, histrionic, uh, but uh, almost an entire cluster B. So he has uh, a lot of those things that you just don't want to have anything to do with. And you're probably saying, oh, my gosh, and how did you miss that? Let me tell you how I missed that. I didn't know what it looked like. I thought, oh, I was told, just say that's just the way he is and chalk it up to that. Okay, so he's going to be mean, heartless, condescending, maligns me, ridicules, constant. And then when he beat the crap out of me, I have to say, that's just how he is. Hmm. No, that's not how anybody should be. And like I said, this last guy was so extraordinarily cruel that I won't even discuss it. So onward and upward is what I say, okay? And we need to move forward and move on. And But I, I please, I beg of you, please tell the next one. And I will let you know in the future how this turns out on whether he gets any help or not. I'm going to put money on this. I really thought he had a chance. Um, okay, no, so I'm, I don't bet, so I'm not putting a whole lot of money. It would be like 10 cents. Uh, that he will not get help. And you're probably thinking, well, how are you going to find that out? Um, I have friends of his friends. And we can follow up on that. He will not get help. He doesn't think he has a problem. Everybody else has a problem. I have the problem. Everybody else has a problem. He doesn't have the problem. And so um, that's all I'm going to say for tonight. Let's look forward to the next few weeks. I have some great speakers coming up. I'm pretty excited about them. And uh, the holidays are coming up, so make it a good one. I know you might be around your abuser because you have children, but let's make it a good one. Uh, Be healthy. Think of what does it require for me to be healthy, healthy thoughts, healthy thinking, uh, let's just be healthy. So I just want to say have a good night and stay safe. Okay. Bye-bye.